it's fun to tailgate this, really. Like, you're yeah. watching the full partial. You should be watching the full partial. It, it's like a must. If you're just going for totality, you're doing it wrong. Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. We're back here recording the April episode, and back, we are eight yeah. months in. Back in the uh, back in the, the old pub here, um, yep. getting ready to go. We uh, This is a big one for us. This it is. is. Uh, it's a kind of a April 8th episode, which if anyone knows the significance of this episode uh, for a- April 8th, or the significance of the date, yes. uh, then uh, you'll be just ex- as excited as we are. So um, Yeah, and we'll yeah. get to that. Uh, that's going to be kind of our main topic. Yep. Um, we won't spoil spoil it yet, but we'll, we'll lead up to that. But my name is Matt. I'm one of the two co-hosts. And uh, with me, uh, this cold Michigan crappy weather evening is uh, my other co-host, David. How's it going? Um, yeah, we're just trying to wait for the 60 degrees to come but it's uh, it's, it's, it's been, been rough yeah it's it's been uh, a little little questionable yeah um i thought i i the other day i was uh yeah letting the dog out in the morning and it was you know i was had the full-on down jacket on and oh, yeah. it was snowing so yeah um not what you would expect this time of year but um definitely hopefully that means that we'll have like a you know, one of those Indian summers where yeah. the, the fall will be nice and warm. But, um, yeah, it's it's been a little chilly here. So. Yeah, because at this point in early April yeah. when we're recording this, it is snowing. But yeah, yeah. But we're happy to be here um, back at you uh, talking about space and eclipses. Um, it's going to be a great episode. Tonight we're, we're both starting out with the same beer. We're sipping on uh, – well, you go ahead and introduce it. You were the well, one that, that so this was discovered kind of, this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I sort of uh, – yeah, so I was at Brewery Vivant uh, once again um, – and I discovered a uh, the Space Skull Ascendant. Uh, so it's a, it basically like a barrel-aged sour. Uh, it's pretty good, though. It's um, very good. And I, I just decided, you know, hence the uh, the space theme that we've been going with on a lot of the, uh, the uh, most episodes that we've had. Some of them, you know, we've kind of picked up some random ones. Right. But this one uh, caught my eye, and I thought, oh, shoot, pick this one up. Um, very good. Very good, though. It's very, very good. Yeah, yeah very kind good. Kind of a... It's got some sour funk taste to it. It's it's sour, but it's not like one of the like I can't do the real sour, super sour beers. But this one's just enough where it's you know it's good. good. It's not like etching your teeth. Yeah, kind of sour. Yeah, it's yeah. um yeah, not it's like very tasty. It's not like drinking candy. It's right. it's you're definitely uh, one of those easy drinking, hanging out, you know, sipping yeah. on a, a good beer. But um, the basic the bottle is like uh, basically a guy with. Yeah, it, pretty much a skull with laser beams coming out of its eyes, pretty much. But uh, can't beat that. No, that's what caught my eye. So and but, his head's yeah. on fire too. His so, head's on fire. So, so uh, yeah. very eccentric bottle art um, for sure. Brewery Vivant is a great spot. I don't know if we've actually featured a Brewery Vivant beer on this podcast. I don't know if yeah. we have. I don't so, know. I, I think we might have done one, but maybe it was early yeah, on. Early on, but yeah. Yeah, Vivant Brewery Vivant. If you're uh, if you're not from the Grand mm-hmm. Rapids area and, and you ever do visit, it's definitely somewhere you need to go. Um, uh, one of the one of the favorite spots, um, Belgian inspired brewery, I think, is what they kind of yeah, they go yeah. on as far as their food. They have great food, um, one of the best burgers in town for sure, and amazing beers as well. So yeah. great truffle fries. Oh, oh yeah. man, oh man. If you if you get a chance to. Swing that way and uh, get get some truffle fries from Brie Vivant and the burger. Oh, so good! Yeah, so and it, good. and it's in a place that, uh, in town where you're not uh, you're not like in that saturated downtown. So yeah. it's, it's I would say it's probably a, a spot where if you're visiting, it'd be an excellent uh, excellent choice. Yeah. Um, and if you're from Grand Rapids, um, I I would assume you've been there because yeah. uh, <laughs> I think I, everyone has. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we I just kind of. Spur of the moment, saw this yeah. one, caught, caught this out of the corner of my eye, and uh, I like it a lot. I'm glad I picked this up. But yeah, comes in yeah. at 7%, so it's uh, right right in the middle right there. We're just a perfect perfect ABV to um, to sip on yeah. while talking about space. It's a good, like, you don't want to be, like, if you're going to go out and, like, have some beers, you don't want to be sipping on this probably right. too long. I mean, yeah. this is this is like, hey, I'll, I'll buy a bottle, take it home, hang yeah. out, and... And yep. sip on it, you know. It's a it definitely packs a punch, but 
Yeah, you wouldn't find like this in our in our cooler at NASCAR. Uh, no, probably not. But yeah, <laughs> you might you might actually find it. You know, but you, yeah, wait with our tailgate. Yeah, but you know, use you know. caution when opening the bottle. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah, right. it's uh, it's a part of their. They have like a barrel aged series. Um, one of their their specialty beers. Um, so it's a tasty one, and uh, we're happy to be sitting yeah. sitting down here. It's always a highlight of the month. Uh, early on in, in each month to be um, back in front of the microphone and, and talking about space. So, yeah. so this episode is um, our eighth episode, which yeah. is we were just chatting is pretty wild. I mean, it's it, yeah. it's been eight months since we uh, witnessed totality and became men of our own. Yeah. And we're even sitting here both wearing to- <laughs> yeah. totality shirts. We're wearing um, the exact same shirt. No, which, no shame in that. No, absolutely not. Uh, but it's. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah, it has been been eight months since uh, since we decided, hey, let's do this podcast. Let's spread the word, yep, the good word of the uh, the totality, um, and uh, get people excited about it. I hope everyone's been listening and been getting excited, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, it's this is something the fun to listen to and hang, you know, hang out with us, and um, you know, whether you're at work or you're on your way to work or you're mm-hmm. on your way home from work or whatever you're doing, uh, if you're you know, maybe if maybe you're hanging out on a Saturday night and you're on your front porch listening to the podcast. You know mm-hmm. that that's kind of the goal. And uh, but yeah, crazy to think that yeah, it's been that long. But yeah, um, it just makes me just so excited for the next the next Can't round wait. we got coming up. But can um, wait. So, but yeah, so we found these shirts at at Gap of all places, um, somewhere where you would not expect to see uh, Eclipse related apparel. No. But it's it has totality right in the center, very uh, I mean just right there. You know exactly yeah. what it is when you see it, and it says "Let there be night" instead of "Let there Which be light," which is awesome. It's fantastic. So, um, it's a shirt that I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life. And you, so yeah, so my sister, uh, basically found it in amongst all the shirts at at the store, and uh, yeah, she she showed it to you, and she you, did. You full on were like absolutely, and then thankfully yeah. you showed me, and I was like, all right, I. Within two days, I was there and I got one. But and and yeah. to make the deal even better, uh, the gap in our in our local area is closing, so it was on like a ridiculously good deal. What is better than that? So I uh, can't, yeah, yeah, because all everyone else probably is like, "What the hell is this? What, the, what yeah. is this black circle?" They <laughs> probably think, "Oh, it's the ring from Lord of the Rings." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like well, my goodness, are they wrong? Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're enjoying that shirt. Um. Definitely one to add to the the collection. When we go down to Patagonia next summer, uh, it'll, it'll most likely be a week-long trip, and uh, I I, wa- I would love to have every day of the week. I, w- I want to have essentially a, a full week's closet worth of Eclipse-related apparel. Yeah. Uh, doesn't have to be a shirt, hat, sunglasses, underwear, whatever, underwear, pants, whatever you, whatever you can find, socks. I mean, anything. I I want to be decked yeah. out uh, and and make it very well known. To to those in uh, in Chile that I'm I'm there to see the the event that is um, uh, coming over their their great country so yeah so that'll be fun but um, this episode well I guess I, I'll say if you're just tuning in for the first time um, our podcast is is really just to kind of share the excitement of, of space in general but particularly eclipse related things and uh, if you are tuning in uh, just now for the first time. I would encourage you to check out last month's episode as well because it was the first episode in which we interviewed someone um, that we didn't know. It was uh, it was an interview where we talked to a guy named Brady, yep. Brady Keniston, um, who is a, a space launch, or I, I should say a rocket launch photographer. Yep. Um, and he's he is kind of rooted in more like wedding and portrait photography, but he's trying to make a transition to doing that full time. Yeah, and I know he was just down there again. He was just down in Cape Canaveral yep. again to see a SpaceX yep. launch. Uh, w- what inspired us to chat with him was his Falcon Heavy photos. Um, but you can check him out in last month's episode and uh, take a look at his amazing photos. Absolutely, yeah. Super it's cool. um, it's it's definitely uh, it was a cool experience to be able to have you know somebody that we didn't previously know. Like, obviously, we did some other interviews with uh, the people that we you know the group that we took. We went down to uh, the uh, eclipse with uh, this past summer, but yep. it was our first real like time when we branched out and we we got a good interview with him and um, super cool dude. Um, you know, definitely very talented. I'm excited to see where he goes in oh, the future sure. as far as the photography goes. You know, wh- whatever he goes, with, you know, whatever route he goes with, with photography. I mean, hopefully, you know, he keeps keeps going with the you know space 
the uh, themed photography and who knows what he'll end up doing. I mean, yeah. right now he's doing launches and all that. Mm-hmm. Who knows if it'll be, you know, you never know. He might, you know, situation where he might go behind the scenes and, uh, you know, do photography of, you know, kind of behind the scenes of the whole mm-hmm. vehicle assembly. You oh, know, for sure. With, when they're, you know, building the actual rocket. Who knows? Rock, yeah. You know, like, uh, even like getting the astronauts ready to for launch, like that yeah. kind of thing. Um you know, who, who knows? Like, that, that's the cool thing about it. And then the fact that he's from Michigan makes it even even better. But Yeah, he's a, um, he's but, a, a Bay City resident, um, kind of on the east side of the state across from us. And, um, yeah, with his talents, uh, being a good photographer, and his his now credentials that he's built yeah. within the space community, the, the sky's really the limit for him. Uh, he was talking to us, uh, and, and you'll listen if you, if you tune in to last month's episode about some of the things he had coming up in the works. Um, down the pipeline for for space related um, shoots, I guess. And yeah. So super cool guy. But but this month we're transi- transitioning back, and as David alluded to, um, this podcast is going to release on Sunday, April eighth, uh, which is a very special date because that is uh, right in line with April eighth, two thousand twenty four, the next Great American Eclipse. So if you missed the August twenty first, two thousand seventeen eclipse. Uh, you'll see another eclipse come right right across the uh, uh, coming from the southeast um, sorry southwest up to the northeast of our country in 2024 so we want to kind of dedicate yeah. this episode really just because it fell on the same date yeah, and um, that's that's kind of the main point of the you know what we want to do here it's just to get you know I think to have like a it's more or less a hype episode I mean yeah, um, and I, I'm, I'm completely like that's just that's what I want this to be. Just we want people to get excited about it and continue the excitement all the way through because I think you know I think a lot of people who went through totality this last summer uh, or or before that you know if they had the opportunity to do that then they know uh, near and dear like what that means and and yeah. what what it you know they still have that excitement but I think a lot of people maybe who saw it on TV and didn't get a chance to experience it like that's what we want to keep those people excited for the next one if they can hit that one um in, in 2024 and so that's what we want to get to on this episode um more or less is just to say hey this is the this is the april 8th is going to be that that's the yep. date this is the, like uh you know we're basically you know we're, we're ready to go this, yeah. this is going to be it's coming up quick it's not you know obviously like a you know, whatever a handful of years away, yeah, it seems like a long time, but you know, it's not in the grand scheme of things. You know, really it, not. Yeah. It's at the same time. There's plenty of stuff to be excited for and to get hyped up about, and this this is one of the things, and um, it's it's going to be a big deal. And I think honestly, based on um, based on the path and the you know the the length of totality, of this next round in 2024, I think it might even be. A bigger deal oh, than yeah. than this last one in 2017. Yeah. So yeah, you could argue um, it's hitting yeah. it's hitting more uh, major cities. Uh, we'll we'll talk some details about about the path of that upcoming eclipse, which again is it, it seems like a long time, six years from now, um, but it's really it, it'll come up faster than I think most people think, and especially yeah. given the fact that you know there are people that see the eclipse, they saw it in 2017, they thought it was great, but we've talked about this on this podcast before. Where you know we went down and we made it an, a full blown um, event, a pilgrimage down to Hopkinsville, Kentucky. We spent a few days there. We saw the the full partial eclipse all the way through totality and all the way through the other end of the partial. But we also noticed that people kind of came up right for the totality, were there for ten minutes in their RV and then they booked it out of there. So that would lead me to believe that there are people that were totally on the hype for the last one, but then they let that fizzle. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. You know, people have their own interests, but uh, we're trying to put the full pedal to the metal on the hype train for the next one. That, and that's really the, the inspiration for this for this podcast, as as you know, if you've listened to any of our previous seven episodes. So, yep. um, but before we d- dive into April 8th, 2024, <laughs> we need to touch base on uh, on somebody named Mad Mike Hughes. Mad Mike. He's, uh, and you you actually brought it to my attention. Um, I actually yeah I had lost hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, maybe yeah maybe that's the right way to say it. I think hope I, from an entertainment standpoint yeah, for, yeah. for us. 
So, uh, yeah, Mad Mike actually launched himself. Yeah, the Flat um, Earther. But in, after months of uh, us just kind of, so more or less, I was kind of a naysayer. I didn't think he'd actually do it. Yeah. But uh, he did it. He yeah, launched he, himself. And it, it, he, there's actually, a, you can go on YouTube and you can watch the video of him launching himself. I, I'm so very surprised that he, you know, I'm glad he he was safe. Yeah. Uh, he he went through with it and did it, and it was it was okay. Um, He'll live to to you know. I don't know, like live on, yeah. Yeah, I. You've got to have, you got to have a little bit of a, a, a loose screw to do that, but for sure. I, I mean, don't know if he actually, as far as any kind of like findings, if he's reporting anything. Um, I, I don't th- know. I, don't but know. But I think it might have been. Yeah. Well, we've talked before. It was almost a publicity sl- stunt in some ways, but. If you don't know who Mad Mike is, he's essentially a flat earther. Someone that believes that the earth is flat. Yeah. Um, has totally discounts any previous space exploration activity, like in, in any capacity. Um, and so we've, you know, kind of poked fun at that in the past. But he actually came through with it and, and launched himself in a homemade rocket. Uh, I will say it was somewhat comical to, to see the video. Uh, I got to give him credit. He's got a... He's got a a lot of a lot of uh, courage to do that, but it was funny to see it launch, and you're kind of thinking like, "Oh man, he's actually doing it." Yeah, and it's going up. This rocket thing, or whatever the hell he's in, whatever you want to call it, is going up, and then it kind of like it kind of stops. Like, I don't know if it got a thousand feet up or or whatever it was, but it surely wasn't <laughs> enough well, you, to, dis- <laughs> to no. decipher the whether the no. Earth was flat or not. But no, and you, when you sent that to me, I was like, I was I'm like. You have got no way. Like I almost yeah. like paused him, like that son of a gun. He actually launched him, and so I like I, I kept watching. And I'm like, wow, this is yeah. <laughs> this is like, I blew me away. He's actually launching himself off of a basically a uh, a makeshift launch pad yeah. out of a, a motorhome. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, um, what's gonna happen next? Like I. Yeah. I, the guy, I'm, I'm really honestly impressed that he got himself off the ground. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, he kind of just flew up and it was like a little, almost looked like a firework going up. <laughs> it really did. It was like, it didn't explode. It was like a, it reminded me of when you're a kid and you're into space or whatever and your dad buys you an Estes rocket Yeah. and you go out to the ball field and you set it up with the little, you know, the little thing you light and it goes up. And you're like, oh, cool. And then the parachutes deploy and you, you can go and catch the little yeah. capsule. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Which That's what, pretty much what it was. Yeah. Like it, like it looked like the guy just made a huge version of that. Yeah. And, and that's so what, it what, basically strapped himself to it. Yeah, that's like, what makes it all the more <laughs> risky in my mind when I was watching. I was like, wow, what you're saying, wow, he's actually inside there because it seemed exactly that. Like even the way that the plume of the rocket, it didn't look anything like a rocket that is intended to be somehow in any capacity launching itself into space. It, it didn't have any sort of like fire like plume. Um, he did, he had like an eject button though. Like, yeah, he did. He parachuted down. Yeah, he parachuted down. Yeah, and that's it, the crazy thing. Like, yeah. Because I was like, okay, what's going to happen here? Yeah. Because the video was like obviously like wide angle, you know, pretty far away wherever mm-hmm. the camera was stationed. But, and he had like a little crowd, like people were watching, but they're yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Some desert somewhere. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, the, that, the guy goes up on this rocket, and, like, I'm thinking, okay, the thing's going to start, like, pointed down pretty soon. Here. Oh, yeah. And before it even got to that point, mm-hmm. you could see, like, a little pop, and then he basically was yeah. out and, and parachuted down. Like, I'm surprised. I mean, he, he had to have had somebody. A consultant. Somebody was, like, showing him how to do it. Like, yeah. Right. Some or, sort of. Or, I mean, I wouldn't say right, but, like. Yeah, to not die. Somewhat you know? safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and to a level at which he would come back down and, and be able to to live to tell the tale. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, credit to him for for surviving, I guess. But He'll probably write a book about it. Yeah, but it, there was a, I guess we we're somewhat reporting this with a level of satire because um, it, it was a little funny. But but you know, kudos to him. Yeah, I mean, his idea came to fruition, and that's always yeah. a good thing. Yeah, I mean, that's I. I guess I'm just glad he didn't, you know, that's the thing is it would have been like a little bit awkward if, if it, you know, all hell broke loose, yeah. you know, during the launch or like on his, you know, midway through the launch or trying to, you know, I, I just wouldn't have, obviously you don't want to wish any 
harm upon anybody. Right. Even how, even if they are crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, crazy to, to see that actually happen. And then it's, I, I guess I would just be interested to see if he writes like a book on it. I, I would probably read it. Yeah. Just yeah, to see what, not? what his ideas. <laughs> yeah. If why he not? actually, I mean, I'm, obviously he's going to say, yeah, that it would look flat to me probably. That's yeah. what, probably what he's going to say, but yeah. Yeah crazy yeah well it was a interesting thing so go ahead and check it out it'll yeah. it'll uh it'll be an interesting watch for you i think yeah check um, that out on youtube it's uh interesting but yep and uh yeah and, and in other news um starman is uh still out there in the middle of space just floating yep. around um yep. from the falcon heavy hopefully uh all of you listening uh, were able to witness that event in early february by far the most um fantastic event of the year in the term in terms of space news the falcon heavy launching um the tesla roadster out and uh and it's just it's just out there there's been a lot more uh that's come up like recently though even um just you know following like elon musk on twitter and all that with Mm -hmm. um making you know he's made some comments like he he hopes there's a space race he hopes there's a new space race and that was just this past week i think yeah um and just following along with him and that's exciting to me. Like, that's I think that's what he he wants. Like, and that's good. Like, I, I'm glad. Like, even if it's like, even if it's not, you know, a, you know, basically like a, a space race, as in like space race with different countries. It's yeah. a privately funded space race where yeah. we have. I mean, maybe, maybe it's like NASA. Obviously, it's going to be NASA and SpaceX, and who knows who else is going to have the opportunity to do something like this or has the funds to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. So, like, the recent comments, um, you know, over the last week or so, it's been, I've been, like, it puts a smirk on my face just to read yeah. something like that, because I hope somebody else comes up to the table and is yeah. like, all right, we're, we're going to get, you know, we're, let's race to the moon, let's race to Mars again, let's let's try to go out, you know, let's, you know, you know deep space, whatever it is, you know, that's, that's the cool thing, it makes it exciting for, I think, people have actually commented, you know, the Eclipse... And the SpaceX launch have been one of the, the two of the things that, as of late, obviously, have been um, a, a huge interest builder, like mm-hmm. amongst the whole country, like just even the world, obviously. But people, like specifically in the U.S., I think, are just going. Are the the interest is back? It's oh, yeah. not. It's not one of those deals where mm-hmm. I think you know in the late stages of, of the shuttle days and where we went through this period where it was just the space station and, um, you know, we were launching, you know, people on Soyuz and all that, mm-hmm. uh, the U.S. people and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. People kind of lost interest. I didn't, yeah. but, like, a lot of people did. Like, the general, general, general public yeah, did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they didn't really appreciate it because it wasn't something where we were launching people. And, yeah. You know, or, you know, even in the shuttle days, I think people really... I don't know. I think there was a lot lost, mm-hmm. interest lost. Um, and I was young when that was all, you know, going on in its heyday. And then obviously when it was winding down. But uh, I think this is the new thing now. I think people are beginning to appreciate it. And I hopefully, hopefully it's becomes a big, a big deal again. And more funding gets put into it. And yeah, uh, I think that's the like mankind's meant to explore, and I I think it's a great thing. So yeah, space exploration is is reinvigorated in a way, and I think uh, he recently w- was was giving his presentation again of his system, his BFR system. Yeah, and that's gonna um, be awesome. Where yeah. where he was he was speaking on that, which he's previously spoken on that even before Falcon Heavy, about how that will function and its implications for not only um, travel within our own Earth like ultra high speed travel, but also going out into the moon, uh, setting up a lunar base. Oh yeah. Uh, and he, he spoke on that and that, and that's kind of where all that inspiration for the space race came. Yeah. And I know there's certain, you know, Elon Musk is always because of his, um, I don't know what you'd call it. His, the amount of rigor, he's just a, a very polarizing character in some ways. Yeah. Um, there's always going to be somebody out there that's like, uh, like a naysayer. Yeah. And, and I saw Blue Origin, which is another, you know, rocket company. They kind of kicked back to him and said, you know, we don't really want a space race. We're doing this for, I, I think people read his, his little forum wrong when he was, he was 
really requesting a space race in some ways. He said, look at what we did. Let's see what everyone else can do. And I think Blue Origin took that as, oh, we already, we're already on par with what you're doing, and um, we're, ha we're completely content with that. But I think Elon has proven time and time again that he is someone that can really push the limits. Yeah. Um, and yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that he and his company, SpaceX, will be at the forefront of any future space exploration so long as he's at, at the for you know, really kind of at the head of that company. <laughs> and let, yeah, unless something changes with, uh, you know, with that, you know, within NASA and the funding changes yeah. and all that kind of stuff, because Orion's really, you know, begun to take off quite a bit as well. Um, I think, mm -hmm. you know, based on what I've seen, the, the testing's a little bit more complex and there's a lot more going on, a lot more moving parts now, and it's... Um, not as slow because yeah. that, that's the biggest complaint that I've I've seen from people um, is that it just it's taken so long to get to the point where we're just we're still testing and obviously with Orion the main goal is to go to Mars and you want to be very very cautious because we've never done something like that <laughs> with another planet um, and and so obviously you want to make sure and take baby steps but I think they're still restricted by like their you know obviously they're budget and all that kind of stuff goes so um but I, I think it's good i think it's i think the health i i think really it's healthy to have a space race some competition at this point yeah and a competition um and i there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with you know you know elon saying hey you know i hope there's another i hope there is a space race i hope there's another you know you know i guess sprint to get into deep space and to yeah. another planet because that's that's like that's what drives us as you know mankind like that's how, that's what changes us and what makes us better mm -hmm. um you know i i it's just i think that'd be really cool uh, and hopefully we go back to the moon soon i think that's going to happen within probably the next 4 years honestly yeah i, I think it, it sounds just, like it i was but. just going to say i mean for as as much pressure as there been to go to mars and, and you know we we by no means want to make any of this podcast political and, and everyone has their own opinions of the current political climate but one thing that you can say regardless of um kind of where you fall in that in that realm is that um there has been a push um under this current regime to to go to, to the moon you know yeah. there's there's been um a promise in some regard uh, that we're gonna go. We're gonna go back in, in some capacity, yeah. and uh, and that's very very exciting. Uh, again, regardless of where you fall politically, um, that's not that's kind of neither here nor there. But uh, it's gonna happen, and that will be amazing to see someone step foot on on the moon once again. Yeah, and there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that's like happening that even like you know most people don't even hear about, and it's a lot of like, a lot of the behind the scenes like. I guess like almost I don't want to say like you know lab rat testing with people but it almost kind of is where they're actually like Mars 1 mm -hmm. where they're actually isolating people um you know in the desert basically yeah. um as far as I know and I I'm correct me if I'm wrong but there's actual like testing that's going on just with the psychology of people just to see if they can actually if they're willing to go cuz it's a long journey if you go to Mars and obviously you know or beyond um, there actually is a lot of testing going on with, you know, can people do it? Can people actually handle being isolated like that in a small environment? Right. The physiology. With, of, yeah. With other, yeah. with, with the same people, mm -hmm. uh, for a whole trip and Mars one, I know that, I mean, they're planning on, you know, doing like a one way trip and they're doing yeah. a lot of like, they're basically just taking, you know, they're interviewing and testing and, um, you know, basically going up and down from head to toe on people yeah. to see if they're they have what it takes to actually do this you know do make the journey um, right. so there's a lot of things like that kind of stuff doesn't get reported unless you really look into it so there's plenty of stuff outside of like spacex and mm -hmm. you know nasa and, and orion and all that kind of stuff there's plenty of other stuff that's going on too so um and that's and that's you know that's why we're here too so we can report that kind of stuff but yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, they're up and down on the, yeah. on the mental, physiological, all sorts of different parameters, because it really is a big question, and, and you could argue that that is uh, part of the reason why um, there's been 
delay, you know, people said, oh, we would have people on, people going out to Mars in 2008 or whatever. You know, that, that was at one time maybe a projection. Um, but these types of considerations have to be taken really carefully um, because it is such a risky journey, just yeah. like it was going to the moon back in the in the 60s. So, um, so yeah, it's a really interesting time to be alive and uh, be witnessing this sort of thing. Um, be crazy if they actually like Mars one, because there's like an, basically like a documentary out there right now. And I've actually watched it where they're actually, they're taking people and they, you know, interview people that have been accepted into the whole, pretty much like an astronaut training thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's more or less like the same thing that NASA did initially Mm -hmm. to recruit the, you know, the first astronauts, um, uh, but they're they're planning on doing like a a one way trip basically. So they're interviewing these people that are fully prepared to go to Mars one way mission. Yeah. And not come back. Yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy because like I mean, that goes against what you know Orion and you know the NASA program they want to basically go and come back. Um, have and a even, return even, trip. Yeah, yeah, a return trip and have it be you know obviously you know Elon and SpaceX they want to get it to the point where it's the BFR and they're hauling hundreds of people to Mars yeah. and making it like a, a habitable place. You right. know? So it's, it's crazy. We'll see what happens, but I'm, it's a good time to be alive. But. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, with that said, as, as good as this uh, brewery Vivant beer was, uh, I'm looking pretty yeah. empty myself. I am too. So, uh, and it's going to be a perfect place to take a break. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to dive into the um, 2024 eclipse um, and we'll be back with you in just a few minutes with a fresh new beer sounds good We are back from our break. Have a couple uh, new beers poured. Oh yeah. We are now sipping on uh, a beer called Space Goat. Kind of a strange name, but a cool label. Uh, it's from Big Sky Brewing Company in Missoula, Montana, of all places. Um, yep. Really cool label though. It's it's literally a goat and an astronaut. Uh, What's not to love? Yeah, and yeah. A, a goat as an astronaut, uh, pretty far out with Earth in the background. So it was a it was a must uh, a must purchase for the purposes of this podcast. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're back now, uh, ready to transition into talking about 2024 eclipse, the next great American total solar eclipse. Um, you, uh, if you saw the 2017 eclipse, you already know. Um, even if you didn't see it, you probably heard the hype uh, surrounding it, and you surely will again. Um, as we start to build up towards 2024, which again is, is pretty far out, but it'll come up faster than you think. And uh, yeah, so we have some interesting conversation here about yep. some of the, the path of totality, yep. some similarities to maybe 2017, and also some big differences too. Yep. So uh, starting with similarities, Carbondale, Illinois. If you live there, you are... It prime territory. Yeah. As you know, obviously, if you live there, I'm sure you do know. But, um, yeah, crazy, like, it, almost like, I don't even know what the odds would be. Yeah. But, really, yeah, yeah cra- it, it's like, it's unbelievable. Like, we went how many years without an eclipse over the U.S., like, over the entire, like, over the, basically the central part of the U.S. or, um, you know, at all for that matter. And Carbondale, if you're there... You're getting hit twice. Twice in seven years. Yeah, so it's yep. um, exciting times um, for the U.S. Um, as far as that goes, and I, I'm, I don't know. It's it's this is gonna be this is gonna be a big deal. This is this yeah. this one's gonna be much larger path of totality. Yeah. Um, it's it's just gonna be one of those things. that's gonna hit a lot bigger cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think this one's really gonna shake shake the u.s you know it, it's going to be a, a huge deal and i'm excited for it um, absolutely obviously you know we're excited because we're going to be planning this summer we're going to be planning for next summer to go to patagonia um but 
I'm especially excited for this one because I it, it's one of those deals where my family and friends are going to be able to see this one exactly, um, and I and yeah. I and it's going to be hit uh, a lot closer to the Midwest, and uh, you know I know you know my my friends and family are going to be are going to be able to witness it. Uh, everyone's going to be able to witness it, and I was happy to see it with uh, our group that we went down with, yep. and uh, that created a, a brotherhood and a bond with all of us and. I'm excited for everyone to experience what we experienced for this next one. Yeah. Um, and this one's going to be, like I said, we're looking at, you know, this past one that we had this summer, two minutes, 40 seconds. We're looking at, you know, roughly average 40, four, four, minutes. four minutes, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so it, we're, it's going to be, you know, twice as long, you know, in for the most part. I mean, you're looking at, you know, maybe a little bit over four minutes, you know. In certain areas. In certain areas, but yeah. uh, and if you're further south, you are the the longer totality you'll get. Um, obviously, if you're down in Texas, it'll be a lot longer. Um, but it's it's going to be a big deal, and it's going to be, I think, a bigger deal than this last one. For some reason, I just have a feeling, yeah. based on the the larger cities that it's going to hit. Yeah. Um, and uh, just the yeah. the fact that it's occurring so close to the last one. Yeah. In, in terms exactly. of the grand scheme of years, yeah. it's very rare to have. Um, this span, this short span of years in between two major total solar eclipses that are covering such a populated area. Yeah. Many, as we've spoken before, many total solar eclipses that do occur, um, you know, they may be in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, yeah. um, or they might be in more remote areas like next summer's in Patagonia, Chile, which we will be attending. Yeah. Um, but the majority, well, 99% of the United States is not going to see that one because they're not going to go yeah. down there and, and see yeah. it. So or a lot of them seem to hit, you know, from what I can tell, like based on like the mapping of all these eclipses, the past and, you know, future eclipses, a lot of them hit like in the poles. And yeah. so you yeah. see like Antarctica, Antarctica, Greenland, a lot of them are yep. up in there uh, and they're very quick, like shorter totality. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, all, it yeah. all has to do, you know, with, of course, with the the orbits of the uh, of how we're moving around the sun and how how the moon is moving around us, and just to know that everything is is just right. We've spoken before about how insane and uh, almost spiritual it was to feel uh, that the moon and the sun and the earth are so perfectly aligned that it, you know the moon is blocking out the sun. For last eclipse and that yet it's happening so soon again uh, yeah. it really is truly special that we get to take advantage of it so soon so if you're in carbondale um you're you're definitely lucky and uh, although i will say in 2017 they got kind of overcast weather for their totality so hopefully you're in 2024 yeah. those folks that make the the trip out to carbondale will will get more of a pure total solar eclipse with without clouds yeah and i um, think that in general um people who didn't get didn't go to totality or didn't get to see it um this last this last round this past summer um that maybe regret it this yeah. is a perfect opportunity to go see it and this is going to be like i said even longer totality uh wider path of totality um, yeah yeah path of know, totality so that, that those are those are a couple of things yeah those are a couple of things that i think i think people are going to be it's going to be a race to get to the path this year or not or this time around. This, not yeah, this, this year, next time. Yeah. This next time around, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a big deal. And I, and obviously you're going to have a ton of people in these, in larger cities, um, that, that are going to be, I think it's going to be a, a big, a big party, obviously like, oh, yeah. like it was in, in some of the bigger cities that it hit this last time. But, um, I can't wait. It's going to be, Definitely a historical moment um, for a lot of these places and, and for the U.S. in general to have this, you know, this long mm -hmm. stint where we didn't have anything and then we have these two within a handful of years. So, yeah. Um, and, it, and I will say, if, you, if you're listening to this and, and whether or not you saw the 2017 eclipse, total solar eclipse, uh, you know, you might think we're crazy for already talking about it, but I guarantee you, I literally guarantee you that all these major cities that the path is going through in 2024 have already planned their marketing for it or they're in the works for planning it. I know Carbondale already oh, has. Oh, Carbondale. Carbondale's ready to go. They already had it. In yeah. 2017, they were like, oh, by the way, we're going to be right back. You can come right back here and you'll see 2024. Yeah. Um, so like we said a little earlier, this is going to be... Um, kind of almost the exact opposite as far as the fact that the 2017 was coming from the northwest, moving down towards the south 
east of the United States. This one will be southwest to the northeast. So that X that the two paths make is where Carbondale is located. Yeah. Um, you can you can bet your bottom dollar I'd be back in Hopkinsville. Oh, if it was yeah. going through there again, I'd yeah. be back at Affordable Dentures yep. before you could say I do. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a special <laughs> place. Hopkinsville is actually relatively close to the path again. Uh, they will be in that range where it's going to be you know, 98% partial. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, they won't see totality fully in Hopkinsville because I, I think I agree I would, I would be willing to go back there oh, yeah. um, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, starting in the southwest, so the, the first place that is actually going to see the eclipse on land, not in the Pacific Ocean, is going to be uh, in Nazas, Durango, Mexico. Yep. Uh, and that would be uh, where the eclipse is at its maximum, 4 minutes, 28 seconds of totality. Which uh, just, you know, it sounds crazy because two minutes and forty seconds seems fast. To to think that this is going to be almost double, um, is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that much more time. Just to, I guess to put into perspective, like time almost stands still. Like it when does, you're when yeah. you're in totality, it it takes like, you know, it, it, honestly, like at the end of the day, like you kind of it goes by quick. Um, yeah. But when you look back and I like I watch my videos and all that it's it it actually was quite a, quite a long time yeah uh, leading up to it and uh, even like just before totality when everything's kind of getting dim and all that but yeah seems like it was such a surreal moment they kind of one of the it's kind of the type of thing that goes by way too quick you know and we've talked about it in past episodes where whether it's you know you're at your favorite you know musical concert and your, your favorite band of all time and you know, the next day you wake up and you're like, oh, I just, I wish I could do that again. Like, I wish I could yeah. relive that. I was, you know, right there and I could see my favorite musician or whether, whatever it is, like, you go see your favorite football player, you're at a NASCAR, pro, you know, NASCAR, whatever you do. <laughs> like, this is one of those things that you kind of like, time sort of stands still and it's just, it's just you in the shadow of the moon. That's all it is. Yep. And that's, that's going to be, I can't wait for, my friends, because it's going right over Indianapolis where I went to school, uh, and all my all my buddies are down there, and it's just going to be, I I can't wait for them to be able to witness it. I hope it's a clear, clear day. Yeah. I hope it's a, a great day for everything and crystal clear. Uh, day. Ho yeah. Hopefully, it's not like what we have going on right now where it's like yeah. thirty degrees. But yeah, if know. it's if it's this kind of April, we're we'll we'll, we'll be in Texas. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll that's the plan. Like, and I think it's cool if we could talk about that just. I think it's just to kind of get the wheels turning on like what you have to do to be able to follow that eclipse. Like it's the time of year you have to take that into account. So obviously like this last one was in August. So mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta think, okay, it's August, it's summer. It's going to be relatively clear in most places, but you might have some stints where it's like, okay, it's rainy, thunderstormy. Yeah. Carbondale had that, you know, yep. further West you went, obviously it's more clear, mm -hmm. uh, like Oregon and everything like that. Like they had clear as day. In Hopkinsville, we had clear, clear skies. We had there's a few clouds lingering around, but during the during totality, it was literally absolutely it was nothing. the best place. And, yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yep, uh, best place to be, um, longest totality. Yep. Um, so that's the kind of thing you have to think about if you start, and you, you almost to get the hype going, you have to think about that um, planning it now. I mean, I know it's yeah. I know you still got plenty of years to go here, but you have to really take into account. Okay, where am I gonna go? Where, what's 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 the worst case scenario? Midwest might not be the best place to be. Obviously, I hope it's clear because it's going right over Indianapolis. It's going mm -hmm. over Ohio and Cleveland, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, you you know, I hope it's gonna be great. I hope you know. Obviously, the further further east you go, everybody in Maine's gonna get a awesome view. Um, yep. Hopefully, it's clear as day there too. But the best place to be, I think, like just this time of year, I think I'm veering towards, obviously we've talked about this, but mm -hmm. going further south. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see what like the, the pattern has been. I obviously it's, it's not rocket science. It's going to be something where, you know, obviously do you want to take the risk in the Midwest? That's probably, really the question. You know, yeah. Probably, that's, that's going to be the biggest question. If it's, if it's looking clear, if it's going to be clear, if the weather is, you know, that year, just so happens we have a you know an early early spring where we have good weather early on um, yeah then okay you can take that risk but 
Yeah, I know. I'm for, veering towards going south. Yeah, for but, and, and especially too because given that we're as uh, inspired as we are from the 2017 eclipse, I, I want I want to in any way possible try to replicate my experience as far as like David said it was in August so we were out it was actually ridiculously hot that day. Oh yeah. Um, but I'd much rather take it that way than have to be. Um, if you will, tailgating this event um, in the cold. Yeah. That would not be nearly as fun. And, no. and, but if you can't, if you have um, the availability to get into the path in the, in the Midwest in early April, then obviously do it. But if you're, if you're someone that is a planner, you can plan out, like history doesn't really lie. Like if you look, we looked at the historical weather data, data for all of our places that we were considering and it ended up being pretty dang accurate. Yeah. Um, and so that's something we will con- consider and, and I think it's it is important to to note here, like David already said too. There are a lot of very major cities in this one. There weren't weren't so many major cities in the last eclipse. I mean, really, you had was it Salem, Oregon, and went through Wyoming. Nashville and it came was I think, I think Nashville, the biggest one, probably the biggest. And they city. had overcast, I think. Yeah, it was rainy. But. Yeah, and it was so it was mostly kind of these smaller towns. This time around, you're gonna it's gonna be coming from the southwest, so it's gonna hit Austin, Texas, Fort Worth, Texas, Dallas, Texas. Little Rock, Arkansas, Indianapolis, Toledo, Ohio, Cleveland. Um, and then it's going to start, you know, obviously in the Northeast, you've got Erie, Pennsylvania, <laughs> Buffalo, New York, Rochester, Mount Pillar, Vermont, the capital of Vermont. It's going to go right smack through Mount Pillar and all of Northern Maine. So there is a lot more people in oh, those yeah. areas. Yeah. So so if, if I'm looking at this, like I'm almost thinking like, we find like a little town in Arkansas or something, you know, some, yeah. something like that. Cause it's just, yeah. it's, then you've got you, your good weather. You've got your bluebird skies. Um, you know, it's going to be warm um, because really like, like what we've said before in our podcast, it, it really, it's fun to tailgate this really. Like, you're yeah. watching the full partial. You should be watching the full partial. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's like a must. If you're just going for totality, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you um, need to you need to fully commit. You need to go down. You need to have it be an all day event. Watch, bring your kids the, out. Yeah, bring your kids out. I mean, I I hope to God if you have kids, if you have nephews, nieces, cousins, whoever, yeah, whoever you can get to come witness this, um, and and watch the lead up, the partial leading up, and the partial yeah. after. Yeah, um, that's the biggest thing is is make it a day event. Like, uh, I you know that that's the that's one of those deals where it's it's a special moment from the start to the finish of it, and that's what we we hung out the whole time in this last eclipse. Yep, and we were the only, you know, there was probably a handful of people that did. Yeah, we were one of the um, last ten people to leave our spot. I mean, yeah, really, really take advantage of the 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 just the sheer like rareness of the event. Yeah, um, and that's the biggest thing. It's like you're you're probably never gonna see this again. Uh, after 2024, unless you travel, you know, on the other side of the world or wherever you go, um, right. unless you you truly commit yourself to commit yourself to being a you know eclipse chaser, which which, which I we, have, we have, so yeah, absolutely, uh, you know, it's just one of those deals. That, you know, you got you got to do, you yeah. you got you can't you can't just take this for granted. It's it's a huge deal, um, something that doesn't happen. Ever basically, yeah. I mean, just it, the rarity of this event just um, is 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 what makes it special. And uh, and once you actually experience it, and you're standing there, and you're you're in the shadow of the moon, and you you're actually in totality, it's one of the most awe-inspiring things you can ever imagine. You um, will never feel so. as as human as you do in that moment. Yeah. You feel like wow. I it just makes you. It's a very um, it's a very strange feeling, but a very, uh, it's a feeling you won't regret having spent the time planning for, um, very humbling experience. Yeah. That's kind of the word and I was looking for. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, it's one of those life experiences where I, the only thing I can compare, compare it to is, and I, I think I mentioned it in the past, you know, episode that it's almost like, I feel like, uh, the same feeling that I'll ever get, or uh, something equivalent or close to the feeling that I'll ever get as to the guys who saw the Earth from the moon kind right. of thing. Um, and it's one of those visions and images, and you know, in my head that I'll I'll never, it'll never go away. And 
you're, you're basically, you just kind of, you want to show other people what you experienced and yeah. show them the fear, show them what it felt like kind of thing. And just, yep. you want to take it, put it in your pocket and bring it back to your family and say, you need to experience this. This is one of those things that not everybody gets to see. It's, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a, I consider it a miracle of a nature, a yeah. miracle of nature to be able to see something like this. So if you can, and if, if you really, um, if this is something that you're, you know, you kind of appreciate, which I hope you do, you know, obviously if you're listening to this, you do. Um, but I hope you get to see it. It's, it's a great, great thing. And, um, it's life changing. Honestly, it's very. It, it, yeah. It's. I. That's the only thing I can say. It's. It's very much a life changing experience. Yeah, so. and I think most people would say that if you've asked. If you've asked someone that's seen it, they would say that as well. And I want to go back to one point where we were talking about people kind of taking advantage of totality in a way. Like so, like we've said, people arrived right before totality, saw the two minutes and forty seconds, and booked it, booked it out of there to beat the traffic. Don't be that person. If no. you're doing that, you're 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 a totality whore. <laughs> you're disrespecting the <laughs> you're, you're taking advantage of this event. You have to see the partial because if you really think don't look at it as, oh, this is something that the news is hyping up and this is something that this podcast I listen to is hyping up. Look at it as this is actually the moon covering the sun. And yeah. then it, then it will make so much more sense if you're watching the partial, the second you see the moon start to barely even touch the sun's you know, starts to cover at all, you're going to, it'll blow your mind. We've talked about that in episode one. Yeah. It's just, that's what I, what I hope for, for, from this podcast to the, anyone that's listening to this is you, even if it's a weekday, like take a vacation and do this. Yeah. You have to, and it really is, it is going to be worth it. And if, if it's, it's a 100% Satisfaction guarantee, and you can come back, come back to us, oh, and, and tell us uh, we were wrong if, if you really truly I, believe that. I dare you to tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah it's this is going to be 2024 is going to be in my eyes. Obviously, 2017 was pretty much like perfect line across the U.S. This yep. one will be a little bit different of a route. Yep. But this one's going to be the the path is going to be that much wider. Mm-hmm. Uh, totality is going to last that much longer. <clears throat> this is going to be one that you don't want to miss. And I don't care if you, obviously, like if you live out west, if you, you know, you need to come in the line of totality and you need to see it. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm telling you, it's worth, you know, your, your trips, you know, it's worth postponing your trip to Disneyland. It's worth doing all that kind of stuff. Go and see totality. It's nature. It's a miracle at work. Just go and see it. You know, um, yeah. it's just it's a life changing thing that you're never gonna see again. It's like, like I said, it's the the next best thing would be seeing going to space. Yeah, yeah, going to space and seeing the Earth from the moon, or seeing seeing Earth from deep space, or seeing the moon from deep space. Like that. That's the only thing. And and that this is the closest we can get as as just basic human beings that aren't astronauts that don't get to do that kind of thing this is the closest thing we can get to it so take don't you know i, I say take advantage of it like take advantage of the opportunity but right. don't take take it for granted and yeah. uh and and just go you know obviously if, if you just show up and you're your, your time crunch and you gotta go see totality and leave that's great at least you see it but take a week off and just go Make it a trip. Yeah. Go, oh, go, yeah. You know, go do the whole thing. Um, yep. It's worth doing and something you can, if you have a family, you know, like bring, kids of your own, bring them all. Bring the crew. And if, even if you don't, I mean, that's more the reason to do it is, you know, go and hang out and, and, yep. and witness this this truly spectacular thing. So I, I guarantee you, and you can come back to me in 2000, on April 9th, 2024, you can tweet at me and tell me I'm wrong. But I yep. guarantee you, and, and obviously everyone has different has a different life. Everyone's lived a different life and has had days that they would consider were the best days of their life. I guarantee you this will be in the top five best days of your life. Going out and seeing this, if you get to see it in clear bluebird skies, prove, I, I guarantee, like, I just, it's, it's going to be in the top five for you. Uh, it's just that kind of event. And so that's, that's why I wanted to kind of dedicate this type of podcast uh, um, to this particular. We will, and we will event. going forward on the April 8th you know, next year yeah, and the year next, after that. Next so year's we'll, we'll April. Keep, we'll keep doing it. Um, yep. We'll keep keep prepping everybody. Um, 
get people hyped up for it, get people excited. Go and get your Eclipse glasses now. Go and get get whatever you need. Get a solar filter for a get get a little telescope and a solar filter. Um, you know, you don't doesn't have to be anything crazy even. Just get something simple. Uh, get a good setup going. You know, it, it's just it's things like that. You know, just that that I think will even further you know help the experience. I mean, we yeah. had we had my, my dad's like smaller telescope there and uh solar filter we had a line of people coming up to us oh yeah in the in a random parking lot in hopkinsville uh and everyone was like jazzed about the whole thing like things like that just um you know get ready for it make it a big deal like this is obviously it's a few years away but you know think of think think of the other things in life that you've waited that long for you know all that kind of stuff um you know think of those things and then think of this and go hey it's right around the corner, you know. It's 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 coming up, and it's it's only a handful of years away. You know, totality doesn't hit every day. It doesn't hit. It hits at maybe, you know, one country in the you know five years apart, six years apart. Mm-hmm. That never happens basically. Yeah. So, you know, definitely uh, do what you have to do and get there. I mean, that's all I can say. But yep, yeah. So, two thousand twenty-four. Make it a priority. Make it a make it a must do bucket list thing. That's all I can say. But, um, and you won't be disappointed. It'll be one of the greatest things you've ever seen. Um, so, you know, skip your. It, honestly, it might be the perfect time to say, you know what, we're not doing the typical spring break week. We're gonna wait. Yeah. We're gonna wait and go to the eclipse. Don't go to after Palm spring Springs. Break. Yeah. Don't go to Cancun. Yeah. Don't go to Pensacola, Florida. Even though that's a great place too, if you're spring breaking to yeah. Mexico, make sure it's in the path. Yeah, because it will go through uh, a good chunk of Mexico, but yep. nor- north northwestern Mexico. Um, but moving on to our last segment for this month's podcast, uh, we're going to talk an astronaut of the month. Bring that back into that's right into the mix here. We didn't do it last month because we had a, a full a full blown episode uh, really surrounding our interview with Brady Keniston, but. This year, uh, sorry, this month's uh, astronaut is Charlie Duke. Charlie Duke, he's the man. He is the youngest. They're, they're, they're all the man. They all are. Yeah. This particular man is the youngest man to ever have stepped foot on the moon, which uh, is pretty special. This guy, this guy, I, out of all the ones that you know, you hear in interviews and just hear, you know, in conversation, um, you know, on whether that's on like a a, a show on you know the the past of NASA and all that. This guy is great. I love listening to this guy talk. First off, his accent is awesome. Yeah, his nice southern drawl. It's very um, easy on the ears. And yeah, he's just a down to earth dude. Uh, you can tell. And uh, this guy, um, one of the one of the only guys to witness uh, what not many people have, and that's actually standing on the surface of the moon and seeing Earth mm-hmm. uh, from the moon. So um, we, we want to really dedicate a lot of our time to those people uh, that have been able to do that um, just because, like we've, we've said in past podcasts, that you know that those guys are few and far between nowadays um, as yeah, far as who are with left. us. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think we, it's a good idea to you know definitely touch base on those guys first. But Charlie Duke... Um, Special guy, special guy, and, and yeah. you can tell he he really has a passion for what he did. And uh, those guys, you know, any any one of them, like I've said before, uh, when you hear him talk, that was they still live it. They oh, yeah. still live it, and even at for their sure. age that they are at now, yeah, in their eighties, and they're they they still just that was that was just their life, and that was life changing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's great to hear him talk. I can't, yeah, I can't go a day without like. Yeah, looking and, something up. And on Charlie, him, Charlie Duke in particular, like you said, is a very charismatic person. Obviously, I've never met him, but the interviews I've seen that even even non-documentary interviews, um, just things I've seen on Instagram or whatever, he, he just seems like such a friendly person. Um, and and to kind of put it into perspective, um, him being the youngest man to ever walk on the moon, he is eighty-two years old. So I yeah. mean, it, it's uh, it's almost sad in a way that. Um, that these uh, amazing men are they they're they're getting to that point in their lives where i think it's it's time that we 
it's the perfect timing for us to re reinvigorate that type of space exploration because it really has been um, back to the Apollo days since it's it's been in full force. Um, so Charlie Duke is the man. Yep, tenth, he's tenth person to to have walked on the moon, Apollo sixteen. Yep, yep, he's uh, that there's so many times where he, like he's been a huge part of, you know, vocally, um, one of the biggest parts of, you know, the proponent of uh, you know, I guess keeping the the spirit alive mm -hmm. for a lot of the Apollo stuff, um, and he and Gene Cernan, I know, um, you know, Alan Bean. Uh, you know they've done a lot of traveling and stuff like that as far as like reaching out to young the younger generations and, and yep. really trying to keep the interest going keep the you know the spirit alive with all this kind of stuff um, so and that's that's really what I admire uh, most about him um, and, and the biggest thing with him is he's you know, he was he was Capcom for Apollo 11 and uh, a lot of people know that and uh, he was he's basically the voice the the narrator if you will for the landing of the Apollo 11 mission mm -hmm. so uh, that's all, where a lot of people would, would recognize his voice from but um, definitely uh, somebody who yeah I, you I couldn't imagine Apollo without a guy like Charlie Duke yeah um, so he's really functioned you know. in all roles um, you know a lot of these guys coming from you know military backgrounds transitioning to astronaut uh, type roles had many missions and, and did all sorts of work for NASA and we talked about uh, John Young went on to do a lot of great things for the space shuttle even um, and, and his tenure at NASA was extremely long and um, and great but um, Charlie Duke is one of those unique individuals where he really did serve in many different types of roles being Capcom um, then being a backup lunar module pilot for Apollo 13 yeah, uh, and yep. then and then getting the chance to actually go up and be the lunar module pilot in Apollo 16 in the early 70s, um, and getting the chance to step foot on the moon himself. So, kind of going from really taking it from every angle um, involved with Apollo, and just that that in, in and of itself is just amazing um, that he fit that many roles. It, it it's a it's a it's a tribute to his his character. Um, and the type of person he, I'm sure he is. Yeah, I, lo I love to to meet this guy. Yep, Ab absolutely. Yep. So uh, yeah, he also served as a backup for Apollo 17, the last Apollo mission that that went to the moon, uh, that Gene Cernan was on. Yep. Step, last Man on the Moon, great book, go read it. Um, and and a as a backup for that lunar module pilot position on Apollo 17, he retired, uh, you know, shortly thereafter in 1975 from NASA, but has continued to be a, a strong um, advocate for, for all sorts of space exploration. Yep. Yep. He's really, uh, really a, a cool guy. Yep. And I think, uh, I think that's, it's, we have to, we have to continue to highlight these guys and, um, you know, I guess be a, a be a voice for them and, uh, the ones that are still with us and the ones that have passed and, um, you know, keep the message alive. Like this is, this is one of those guys that's, um, this, this name should, I, I guess you know echo in time you know and I, hopefully it does and and um I think uh he was definitely one of the main the main players as far as the Apollo uh program went and uh and beyond that so um like I said he's done a lot a lot with you know since his retirement he's done a ton as far as uh getting you know younger generations interested in all this which is one of the biggest things um, I think is is very special um, with a lot of these guys that they continue to travel and uh, spread the word about this and um, you know a lot of face to face time with younger kids mm -hmm. and 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 you know a lot of you know interaction with that um, as far as uh, you know keeping the I guess the interest alive and and much like what we're trying to do because um, once these guys are gone. Uh, it, and a lot of that, I, and I, I kind of worry that it will go away. But you know, that's that's why we want to highlight uh, a guy like Charlie Duke and Gene Cernan and, and and John Young and all of them. So, but yeah, yeah. So yep, he's a, he's a badass basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're all badasses. Cheers, cheers to Charlie Duke, the man. Yep. Cheers, the young boy. Yep, the youngest the, man the ever. The baby, the baby <laughs> yep. of the Apollo family. Absolutely. Yep. 
So uh, with that said, um, that's that's a wrap for episode eight. Um, if you've got social media, you can check out our podcast on Twitter and Instagram. They both share the same handle, which is at Eclipse on Tap. Uh, we also have a website, eclipseontap.space. Um, we're too cool for a .com. We've got to do the .space. So eclipseontap.space. And uh, if you don't do the social media thing, you can e- also email us, eclipseontap at gmail.com. Yep, and uh, you know, please, please, uh, in this honor of this podcast, if you have any images of the last eclipse or totality, anything like that, please, we we want you to send those images along our way. And uh, like I said, we're we're uh, we're gonna be, you know, we might do something special with, uh, yep. you know, if we get the, a cool image, we might send a, a special gift your way, whether that's a t-shirt. We had some mm-hmm. t-shirt made up, but. Um, so just let us know. We want to hear from people. We want we want the excitement to, you know, come back to us, and we want to know people are are really, uh, you know, truly excited about the the next eclipse and the, the the past eclipse, or you know, even if you saw one overseas or you saw one wherever it was, let us know. We want yeah. to hear from you. So. Yeah, send us a photo or yeah. uh, where you where you witnessed it from. Uh, one of the main goals of this podcast in the near future is <laughs> is to really engage with our listeners. Um, we're eight months into this, and we, we we're gonna be around for the long haul. We're not just doing this to take opportunity, or we're not we're not taking advantage of anything, um, and uh, we're not in it for the fame by any means. But we want to engage, and we want to hear from 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 all of you. So, uh, and, and with that said, uh, we know most of our listeners are are using Apple Podcasts. While there are other platforms that you can you can listen to this as well, Apple. Uh, podcast is kind of the main one. So if you if you like what we're doing, give us a give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a lot and uh, gives us a good gauge of kind of where we're at with this this project. And uh, we hope to hear from some of you, some of you soon. Yeah, absolutely. So with that said, we will uh, we'll see you in May. Cheers. See ya.